0: Hello, this is Jay Denson, your host of Fit Health Well, a daily dose of healthy living. And today I have a, a very, very special guest. Uh, her name is Dr. Negan, and she specializes in uh, natural naturopathic medicine if i if i pronounced that correctly and for some time i wanted to um have someone come on and just speak to uh just the area of nutrition and she was very gracious enough to to grant to grant us her time so we're, we're just going to uh, dig a little bit of deep into her background and then just take it from there so uh, dr negan just say hello to everyone and let everyone know um how you're doing today
1: Hi, Jay. I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Amazing. So could you just give us a little bit, just a brief history about your background and and your practice and and, and what made you want to get into this uh, this, this field of work?
1: Sure. So how I came to be a naturopath is not a straight path. There's many events and experiences over my teenage and young adult years that led me here. I was always interested in the sciences, biology, and health, so I was headed down this path. Anyways, but, you know, back in my high school and junior high school years before the Internet and Dr. Google and all of that, you know, we used to spend time at the library to learn and do research. And so I remember my summers at the library just sitting in the alternative health section and just devouring every book on the subject of nutrition and herbal medicine and traditional Chinese medicine. It was just something that I was always passionate about. Um, but the most significant event that really confirmed my career choice was an experience of a terrible flu. So it was just a basic flu, but it was a very uncomfortable experience. And I remember being bedridden for days. Finally, I decided to make an appointment with my family doctor. And after waiting in the waiting room for a while, I had a five-minute visit with him and was told to drink fluids and it needed, to take time off. I came out pretty disappointed, um, just because you know that did not seem to satisfy my need of what I needed to do to help my body heal itself. Because, and, and that's the thing that's very attractive about naturopathic medicine for me is that we believe in the body's inherent ability to heal itself if we remove the obstacles to healing and we provide the body with what it needs to take care of itself. And so it was then and there that I decided I was going to become a naturopathic doctor
0: amazing and and if anyone is listening as well and just may have heard this term for the first time what is naturopathic medicine
1: so um naturopathic medicine is basically a system of medicine that was started in the uh, basically in north america in 1902 but it has its roots dating further back to you know germany um And just as a side note, in Germany now, there are hospitals, acute care hospitals that have naturopathic doctors working in them, and many general practitioners actually prescribe phytochemicals, which are basically plant chemicals, as as they prefer to use that. Um, Naturopathic medicine is a system of medicine not very different from Western medical system in that we diagnose conditions just like your family doctor would, so we would do a physical exam, look at blood work, take into consideration all your signs and symptoms. But as a naturopath, our goal is to address the root cause of your concern. So instead of looking at your headache and giving you a, uh, basically a painkiller to take care of the headache, our goal is to figure out why you're having that headache in the first place and to address that root cause. Um, So that's how naturopathic medicine works in philosophy, but then our treatments are also different in that we have natural therapies to address health concerns, and that might include herbal medicine, nutritional therapy, acupuncture, and traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, and lifestyle counseling are some of the modalities we use to treat.
0: Awesome. And, and and that's very that's very interesting because it's something that I've learned here. Um, one thing that I just gravitated um, towards what you just explained was, you know, there's not an immediate um, you don't immediately prescribe medicine. Right. You try to find the root cause of like what you said, what it was a headache. Could you give me an example of either what you've dealt with in your own experience of like. Let's say for, or just a or just a, an example of, if someone had a headache and they came to you, how would you go about treating that? And what would you recommend?
1: Mm-hmm. So with your example of a headache, um, or my example, because that's first <laughs> example I <laughs> gave, okay. um, If someone comes in with a headache, you know, a lot of us know it could be related to dehydration. It could be stress-related. You know, your muscles are tense, and then that tension creates a trigger point in your muscles and your shoulders and and neck, and that can lead to a headache. But it can be a little more complicated than that in that, you know, sometimes food sensitivities can lead to headaches and migraines, or they can be a contributing factor. Um, You know, if if stress is a factor, okay, you can't necessarily eliminate stress out of your life. You know, it's there, and it's there for a reason. Stress is not necessarily a bad thing. It's how we cope with it that may be healthy or unhealthy. So, putting away, putting it into practice healthy stress coping strategies may be our goal if stress is a factor. Um, another example that I had, you know myself that would demonstrate this point of addressing the root causes you know i had a patient one may name let's call her marianne she came to me with the chief concern of a chronic cough that she had had for over two years and it had gotten to the point where doctors were you know she was being spent to specialists and they were beginning to wonder if she has parkinson's disease now what we do as naturopaths is in our first visit we a thorough intake of taking your family history into consideration, your own medical history, going through all your systems, so your digestive system, your cardiovascular system, your circulatory system, your, you know, basically every system in your body, we want to know how they're functioning and how healthy you are and healthy they are. And then with that information, we try to piece the puzzle together to figure out, what may be going on in your body to bring about the symptoms you've got. And so, you know, I learned that she also had acid reflux. So my goal wasn't necessarily to take care of the cough, but to bring about overall health in in the body and hope that with that, the cough would also get resolved. And it turned out that once she took care of the acid reflux, in only three weeks, she was able to see a resolution in, in that cough that she had been suffering for over two years. So this is an actual case of a patient. Um, You know, it's not a hypothetical case. So (laughs) that's the power of naturopathic medicine and looking at the body as a whole intertwined system.
0: And that's amazing because, you know, again, like you had this woman who had a chronic cough for three years and I'm pretty sure prior to her, her consultation with you, you know, many people probably told her, oh, just take some cough medicine or, you know, probably was just recommended um, some type of prescription and by, you know, what you did essentially was research and found that the root was acid reflux. Um, and it, and to me, that's, what's fascinating about, um, the naturopathic medicine, um, it just as you described it just sounds like trying to find a route and then deal with that to try to eliminate um what the ailment is is that correct that's right that's exactly it yes Awesome. And then, um, so my next question to you is, you know, typically uh, what type of patients do you, do you tend to get or does it vary? Is it a specific uh, group?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it tends to be that our patients end up being, you know, I have 80% of my patient base that are females and, and mostly in the age group of mid-20s to late-50s, but it doesn't mean that we can't treat everyone. So I see um, kids as young as infants, a few months old, to the elderly. Um, The only thing I will say with regards to who we do see and who's best suited for this kind of uh, medicine are patients who are very... um, mindful of the fact that naturopathic medicine is not a quick fix and that it's a process because the you know the analogy we use is like peeling layers off an onion you know that example of this patient with a chronic cough i gave that was a very quick fix of only three weeks and it was just I i wouldn't say a lucky coincidence in that It was, it was an easy fix. It's not always easy. So peeling layers off this onion to get to that root cause can take weeks and months depending on how long the patient has been suffering and how many co-concomitant concerns and health issues they've also got. So patients who are best suited for our medicine are patients who are really mindful of this process that it's not going to be a quick fix
0: absolutely and and anyone listening to this um you know again it does sound like a process but i i would think with almost anything having to do with medicine you know it isn't a a a night and day fix right it it is a process i i love the analogy of peeling back layers of an onion um <laughs> because you know the body has to heal itself um and i get questions for this and i'm going to um you know i don't know if it applies but i will ask questions because i do filter a lot of questions from my from my listeners Um, In terms of weight loss, where is naturopathic medicine regarding that?
1: Mm, Okay, well, I will speak on sort of, I mean, from my own, every naturopath probably has a different way of addressing this, but weight loss was actually one of the reasons I decided to become a naturopath. It's it's a very personal aspiration of mine, Um, and that is because for many years I myself. With it. I was a yo-yo dieter for over 15 years, and I really struggled not just physically but also mentally and emotionally with this this struggle. Right? And I remember making a promise to myself at the time that I will figure this out, and that once I have, I will help others. Um, do the same. And so, helping patients with their weight loss goals is a very personal aspirations of, aspiration of mine. And just a side note, I use the term weight loss only because it's a very universally understood phrase, but it isn't just misleading. It's quite a false statement because having and achieving a healthy body composition is not a number on a scale. It's about having a healthy ratio between lean mass and fat mass, and that can be very different from, you know, from sex sex, males and females are very different. And depending on your life stage, um, your your age and and which age group you fall into, healthy body composition also varies. And so my goal when I try to help patients lose weight is to actually, I ask them to put weight loss as a goal on the side for a little bit because weight loss will come once health. which once we can bring about health, once we create an overall healthy balance in the body, you know, a healthy interaction between all the hormones and the various systems, like everything is working as it should. Weight loss also just naturally results as a result of health. And so that's how I address weight loss. If you have any specific questions regarding this, I can tell you the, uh, no, and in that's, more
0: detail. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Like, I, I love what you just did, what you summarized it. And that's valuable information for everyone. Uh, I've heard this before, and, and this is something that I want to drive home. And, and Dr. Negan, thank you for touching on this. Is I think a lot of times we get consumed with weight loss, right? We look at a scale, we see a number, and we're like, okay, we need to lose this amount of weight. But we're not making sure that our body is, is functioning properly. And like you said, our hormones are, are functioning the way that they should be functioning. Um so, right. So, in terms of it, it, it is. It can be a very misleading term when you hear uh, weight loss, um, but it's. It's really. Is I, I would say, and please correct me if I'm wrong. It's about proper nutrition, right? And in the correct foods you're putting in your diet. Is that uh, in in your body? Is that correct? That's a,
1: definitely a big part of it. That's you know, and and it varies for every individual. So, someone who's got you know, I myself have. Uh, it's it's, it's managed, but an autoimmune thyroid condition. And so for me, I really have to watch my wheat intake. So gluten really affects my thyroid and will damage my thyroid. So I have to be careful to be as best as I can on a gluten-free diet. And that's what's helped me. And it's not about weight. It's about my focus, my energy, my concentration, my digestive health, because those hormones then affect everything else too. So... um, with regards to weight it's not just diet although diet is a part of it and it's not a single diet that's going to give everyone results it's got to be individualized and that you know again depending on your picture of health your your predispositions to certain conditions you may need more or less of certain food groups and so um,
0: absolutely yeah. And um and this is another question that I'm filtering uh you know as we get away from the weight loss and just pretty much overall uh wellness within within the body would you recommend or if if you could or if, if is there anything that you could uh suggest that would help promote a healthy immune system and boost a, a healthy immune system.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. So um healthy immune system it's it's there's so many factors that that affect our immune system functioning and it goes back as you know your infancy if you were best fed or not that affects your immune system if you were a c-section or uh you know a natural delivery that affects your immune system because um the basically um the bacteria that you pick up uh, through natural de- delivery really help balance your immune system. And so, you know, you may hear that certain individuals who are immune compromised are more at risk at picking up various colds and flus. And what immune compromise means is basically that, that their immune system is, is a bit out of whack. It's not working as it should. And, you know, you've whole, you've heard this whole germ theory with regards to your immune system in that Because our environments are so clean and we're so not exposed to the bacteria that help educate our immune system how to behave, a lot of our immune systems are not functioning as they should. So That's, for example, one aspect in that, you know, you've got to have the right foundation for a healthy immune system, and that includes good bacteria, good healthy bacteria in your gut, that's going to tell your immune system how to function. Another thing that's really important for a healthy immune system is optimal vitamin D levels. So for us living in North America, and you know, the darker your skin color is, the more vitamin D you need to supplement with, um, vitamin D helps modulate the immune system. So you've got two parts of the immune system, the one that tells the body to not attack itself, and the part that helps deal with viruses and bacteria. So when the immune system is out of balance, the part that should be telling your immune system, the, the sort of components that calm down the cells that can occasionally attack yourself, then bringing about autoimmune conditions and allergies and asthma and eczema and psoriasis, because are all autoimmune conditions, vitamin D helps bring about balance in this. And so you know, not having any source of vitamin D in the winter time, you really must supplement with vitamin D. And I can't give any specifics with regards to that, but the best way I would say is go to your family doctor, get your vitamin D tested. It's a $35 test in Ontario. Um, You do have to pay for it because it's not covered, it used to be, but they found that so many people are deficient in vitamin D that the family doctors may as well just tell everyone to take vitamin D. And not bother testing because everyone is deficient. But if you do want to test it, just to know where you're starting at, um, get yourself tested and start supplementing. That's that's one essential factor for immune health. Another is you know we all know vitamin C helps immune function. So lots of dark green leafy vegetables, um, fruits, that kind of thing. and if you wanted to, vitamin C is a safe thing to supplement with. I have no hesitated hesitation in telling that saying that. Um but beyond that, um, you know, good sleep hygiene, you've got to have seven and a half hours of sleep. Stress really affects the immune system, so high stress will cause an imbalance in the immune system where, you know, don't that again that component of your immune system that's supposed to colds and flus will not function as it should um, and just basic
0: good lifestyle habits you know a awesome. diet, yeah i want to and i want to drive that home i want to drive home her talking points in terms of just helping um yes you guys have a good health uh, good immune system you know Adequate amount of vitamin C and D, uh, plenty of rest, as she stated, right? And if, if we can't avoid stress in our everyday life, um, but if we can help minimize that, uh, you know, low levels, um, if possible, of stress. Um, and, and you i 'm pretty sure you could suggest this, but just have some type of an outlet uh, there 's an app that I like personally it 's called calm that I used in terms of meditation i don 't know how that parallels with naturopathic medicine, but I know it helps for me um, even in the morning if if I get up an extra i make sure I get up an extra thirty minutes early and I just do meditation and and, and, and that helps me a lot and of, of course, like uh, what Dr. Negan said with just an adequate, adequate amount of of, of sleep um, there's one Thing that I want to I want to hone in on in terms of the um, immune system. You touched on it, but I want to dig a little deeper. When you spoke about the gut gut health, there's um, you know probiotics and yogurt, and then we have the whole the kombucha tea that that are that are that are supposed to be good for your gut. How accurate is that? Is is it is it just a health fad or or is it really true? No, it's
1: not a health fad. It's not a health fad at all. I mean, these bacteria are. So powerful and, and have such a significant significant effect on the immune system functioning that there are um, hospitals in Europe. I think it's potentially starting in the U.S. and definitely not in Canada yet. I don't know if you've heard of this um, treatment, but it's called fecal transplant. They basically take you know uh, the bowel movement from a healthy individual because that's you know ninety percent of the bulk of our stool is actually made up of bacteria. Mm. So they take that, all of that good, healthy bacteria from a healthy individual, and they um, transfer it to an individual who's got an autoimmune condition. Now, we're talking serious autoimmune conditions like MS, right? Yeah. And they find that that treatment really helps um, keep these autoimmune conditions under control.
0: That is so it's not
1: just a fact, Yeah.
0: Wow, and how? Just, just. So, if you guys miss what she just said, she said they take fecal bacteria, which is stool, poo for the common for the common person, um, and it's transferred to another individual. How is that transferred, Doctor Negan?
1: I don't
0: know the actual. I'm guessing <laughs> not through not through the mouth through the okay. Other. <laughs> but that, was good. that was yeah. When when you said that, that, that's immediately I was saying okay. Well, how is that administered? Is that orally or like how does this work? <laughs> no,
1: like 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 an M M I would say. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. That is, uh, this is amazing. Like just, just learning, uh, just learning these things as well. Um, that's okay. So that's great. We got a lot of information just, just in regards, to, you know, to the practice and things like that. Um, what else just in terms of wellness? And I want to speak on that as well. Um, what role, uh, you know, does massages and, 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 just meditation and things like that, uh, help in terms of your everyday wellness?
1: Mm. So um, with regards to massage, it can be very therapeutic. You know, if you've got musculoskeletal concerns, that kind of thing, everyone knows that. It's very relaxing, but it's a very um, passive relaxation. So you get the massage, you're relaxed while you're having the massage. But in my opinion, because it's passive, the effects are not always long-lasting in terms of the relaxation response, not, you know, if you've got a trigger point in that shoulder and the massage therapist helps to relieve that, that's, of course, something that's going to last as long as you don't. We trigger it and we activate that trigger point. But with regards to stress management, you want active um, stress management tools like meditation. Like you said, what meditation does is it boosts our stress resilience. What that means is basically you are stronger in your ability to cope with stress when you have a healthy practice of regular meditation in place. Now. I, what I tell my patients is you don't have to be sitting in a yoga pose saying, um, to meditate, right? Mm-hmm. It can come in many forms. You know, I don't know if you've heard of this book, The Flow, or this idea of being in flow. So any activity, in my opinion, that puts you in flow in the sense that you are in the moment, you're fully engaged to the point where you're so engaged you don't even notice time pass by. That could be meditated, you know, or let's say you're washing dishes and you have to wash dishes, but instead of washing dishes and, and thinking about the next thing you got to do and worrying about what you just did and, and you know what sort of being caught in your thoughts and, and worries, instead of focusing on the task, instead focus on the task at hand. So feel the water flow over your hands, you know, you know, really just be in that moment with that thing that you're doing. That also brings about the same um, response in the brain as meditation would, maybe not to the same degree, but it can have that effect. So meditation is definitely very effective, of course. Um, other practices there are. If you, you know, for your listeners, this is really great. So breathwork. The reason why breathwork is recommended as a way to cope with stress or help reduce stress, the negative effects of stress, is because it helps vagus nerve um, tone. The vagus nerve is a nerve that runs from the brain down to, um, it connects to various organ systems, and it helps bring about the parasympathetic system. So when you're in stress mode, you're in the sympathetic mode. What you want to do to bring about calm is to put the body into its parasympathetic mode. Certain activities and exercises that you can do yourself that can help Bring about this parasympathetic mode are exercises that boost vagus nerve tone. And if you can just do a basic Google search on exercises for vagus nerve tone, you'll get a list of over twenty exercises. So deep breathing is one. Another is alternating hot and cold showers. If you can't do that, you can just splash cold water on your face. That will do the same. <laughs> um, another is singing and chanting, actually. So singing, you know. It it helps stimulate the the vagus nerve because it runs uh, very close to the vocal cords. That does the same. Um, Socializing, hugging and kissing and sort of having a positive social environment really helps sort of increase vagus nerve, nerve tone which then boosts your stress resilience. So the whole idea is that you can't take stress out of your life Let's help your body strengthen itself so it can deal better with stressors. And these are some of the things we can do. Any exercise that helps boost vagus nerve
0: tone. Absolutely. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm familiar with the uh, the parasympathetic nervous system. I, if, if you, I'm pretty sure you don't know this, but I took personal training during my time in uh, New York City. So I was very familiar with that and, and we kind of used those exercises. But from what I understand the, parasymp- uh, the parasympathetic nervous system to be, um, is it just aids in digestion and it helps conserve energy and, and rest. Is that correct? That's right.
1: Yeah, it's a rest and digest mode. Exactly, yeah. And that's why when you're stressed, it's not recommended to be stress eating because your digestive system is not primed for digestion at that time. So you want to be eating in a calm
0: environment as best as you can. Yes, absolutely. There you go, folks. Don't eat in a stressful environment. <laughs> Make sure. You know, it's funny because I, I, I had, um, there was someone I was just talking to recently, and it sounded odd when he said it, but it actually made sense. And he says that, um, you know, he can't eat, he can't sit down and enjoy a meal if his environment isn't right. And, I, you know, I had him explain that to me, and he just said, yeah, like if it's too noisy or if there's a, a bunch of distractions, you know, he won't bother eating. And he just likes to sit down, you know, and it just be a nice, calm, quiet setting, which is he enjoys like sitting and having lunch in the park and things like that. So Good
1: for him. Yeah, everyone should be eating in that way. He's absolutely right. It's better you don't eat if you're in that mode sometimes because, firstly, your body's not primed for digestion. And if it's not primed for digestion, you won't digest your food or stimulate those nutrients well. So you may as well not, <laughs> not bother. So it's, it's very important to not just eat with your mouth, right, but really take pleasure in the food with your eyes. You know, you're really enjoying the colors of the food you're just eating. You're, you're noticing every texture, every smell, every flavor of the food you're eating, and you need a calm environment to do that.
0: Absolutely, and, and you just made me feel feel not guilty for taking long to eat because my wife gets on me for all, all the time because I I just take the, I take my time to eat and really enjoy my food and you know just taste the flavors and the seasonings and things like that. I I just you know I love to have a really good wholesome meal. Um, Perfect. Yeah, so I do tend to take a little bit longer than that. Yeah, um, and you know if this is something that you you uh, this is something I want to ask you if you could if you could provide answers for it, it would be great um in terms of natural supplements because there's so many supplements on the market and um you know like, like i tend to put chia seeds in my smoothies and you know i'll put flax seeds and things like that in my oatmeal is it any natural supplements that we should be taking in our everyday lives that did that, that would just help us in terms of our, our bodies functioning properly hmm. um so
1: again going back to vitamin d you must take vitamin D. Everyone must be taking vitamin D in the winter time, just because there's no other source. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they add it to our dairy products a little bit, but it's vitamin D2, which is not not necessarily the best form of vitamin to be taking. So absolutely vitamin D. And other than that, like when it comes to foods, I don't believe in superfoods. I believe that every food has, you know, its own uh, sort of therapeutic properties, mm-hmm. and so it's important to eat a lot of variety. Um, then, with regards to supplements specifically, so some some other, I I want to say harmless. All supplements are harmless, but depending on the case and the individual, um, one of those is um, magnesium. So we all know calcium for our bone health, but we tend to sort of forget about magnesium. Magnesium's been shown to help with um for the muscle recovery after a workout it's also beneficial to help with anxiety and depression and in um, cardiovascular disease prevention you know lowering hypertension and all of that so And the reason I'm comfortable to recommend that is because our soil is very deficient in it. And as a result, no matter how great your diet is, your diet is also going to be deficient in it. So it's very important to supplement with that one as well. It's high in nuts and seeds, um, vegetables, avocados are very high in it. Chocolate actually has a good amount of magnesium. But apart from diet, I think even if you've got a perfectly healthy diet, magnesium is another one that you should supplement with.
0: Okay, vitamin D and magnesium. Um, when you say chocolate, because I don't want people to go off the rails and go out and buy sneakers and things like that. <laughs> is it no, is it dark not chocolate? I'm talking yeah. I'm talking about cocoa. Yes, just that pure chocolate. Okay, you know? that's right. I want to clarify that <laughs> because I'll have those one or two listeners that be like,
1: oh, I can have chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would be doing your body more harm with those because, because of the high sugar content. So it's definitely not beneficial to do that and you know there is so much i can talk about but it's just um it's, it's difficult to give generalized recommendations because a lot of times people take that as the bible and they say oh well i'm going to do this and this and i'm all set but just the same way that you don't go to the pharmacy and help yourself to the to the drug that your pharmacist has access to. You should do the same with natural supplements and herbs. In that, you know, there are naturopathic doctors who are trained. that We go through eight years of school to gain the knowledge we gain and to basically know the human body inside and out to know that when a patient presents to us with, with you know, so and so symptoms, that these are the supplements that they would do best with in the right dosage, and they need to take it for a certain amount of time to see the results. That's, that's the other harm with, with sort of self-treating, even with natural medicines and herbs, is that um, it's not going really a harm, but it's almost a, a self-harm in that if you don't do the right thing in the right dosage for the right amount of time, you may conclude that, oh, this stuff is just pointless. There's no use to this. This didn't work for me. So forget about naturopathic, natural medicine altogether and naturopathic medicine altogether. And that's, that's harmful because naturopathic medicine is powerful but you've got to do it right
0: absolutely and we tend to do that which which you know is is really detrimental to our health when we don't see results fast enough right we tend to say oh this doesn't work I'm not doing this anymore instead of trying to see it through right
1: right you've got to see through and you've got to know what you're doing and and to take a therapeutic dose of something so for example I have almost um, 80 to 90% of my patients that I see are already on fish oils, but they're on such a low therapeutic dose of a specific component of fish oil, known as EPA, that it's almost, um, you know, okay, maybe not exactly money down the drain, they're getting stumped, but it's such a low dose that they're not going to see any results from that. And so, you know, they may get turned off from natural medicine altogether if they didn't do anything, whereas they just weren't taking a therapeutic enough of a dose. So it's like taking a, low dose aspirin for a big migraine and then concluding that drugs don't
0: work, right? Absolutely. Dr. Negan, thank you so much for for um your time today first off, and then also your knowledge. Uh I learned I myself learned a lot today and I'm I'm positive that our listeners uh learned as well. Uh, if there's anything before we before we uh in our discussion today, is it anything else that you may have missed during our discussion or that you just kind of want to drive home for our listeners today that you want to you want to touch on now?
1: Um, so basically, as I'm, (laughs) my whole goal for this, and I'm very grateful for having had this opportunity, my goal was to help people, uh, your listeners understand that there are alternatives to the current medical model we have, and that, you know, if they're suffering with any health concern, and they're on, you know, a handful of drugs, and they're not seeing results, and all they're getting are side effects, that there's another way of going about this concern they've got, and there's a there's a way to address the body as a whole, to not just take care of that one concern, but maybe even take care of concerns that they didn't even consider Concerns. Sometimes we have been living with, let's say, digestive upset and indigestion and brain fog for so long that we don't even realize we have those until everything gets cleared up and we realize, oh my God, I didn't know I could feel this well. So that's the message that I want to hopefully... Uh, help everyone uh really understand and and believe in and i'm really grateful for this opportunity
0: jay and we're grateful to have you we we truly are we thank you for your your experience your your insight that you've given us today it is very very valuable um my listeners for you for, for for everyone that's listening um please check out her instagram it's an amazing instagram it's dr negan that's D R underscore Negan, N-E-G-I-N Underscore N-D Right, so I'm going to say that again for you guys On Instagram, that's Dr. Negan, underscore N-D, D-R, underscore N-E-G-I-N, underscore N-D, at Instagram And is there any other way um, is she Oh, she also, she practices Out of uh, Canada, London, Ontario, which is about two hours west Outside of Toronto, so for any Canadians that are in the southwest uh, Ontario area that would like to reach out to her. Um, you can reach out to her on Instagram. Is there any other methods for people to reach out to you as well?
1: Mm, sure. They can check out uh, more information on my practice on my website. It's www.totalhealthnd.com. So, Total Health ND stands for Naturopathic Doctor.com.
0: Beautiful, Doctor Nige. Thank you again so much for, for for your time today. I'm grateful to uh, have you on. Uh, we you gave us a lot of information. Information is very valuable to our listeners. And again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you know, again, we will try to continue to bring you content that is relevant to your health and wellness. Uh, again, you can follow us as well on Fit Health Well on Instagram. And then on Facebook, the same thing, Fit Health Well, we have a group and we also have a Facebook page, Fit Health Well. And then also on Twitter, Fit Health Well CA is our Twitter handle. And then anyone that would like to be a guest on our show, you can also email us at Well. At gmail.com. Again, I'm very grateful for uh, our time today that we had with Dr. Negan. I am grateful to you guys as listeners. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And until we have our next episode, thank you so much. You guys have a great day.
1: Thank you, Jay.